Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Gypsies, Tramps, and Weed. Yep. Yep, that's the title. That's the title. Um, I know Tess wanted to talk about this. We mentioned it before on the podcast that there's some uncomfortable connotations with the word gypsy. Obviously, It's a racial slur. Yeah. It, obviously, this is based on the Cher song. Yes. Um, surprise, this is the Cher episode for anyone yes. who was not looking ahead. It's Cher. It's Cher. She's here. Cher. <laughs> Whip your hair, Cher. Oh, Cher should do a cover with my hair. Oh my God, I would be about that. That would be so great. She's she probably do already it, done like, that. With Willow Smith. Oh like, my God, that'd be so great. That would be a real Grammys moment. Yeah. You know, from seven or eight years ago now. You know what? It's fine. Um, but anyways, I, we talked about this a little bit off mic and we don't, we don't really want to use it yeah, we don't, on a regular basis just because it, it's so... It, it's a racial slur. Yeah. It, it's not good. So yeah. we're going to not use it, but we didn't want to not say the name of the episode. Yeah. Because that would have been weird. But uh, it's, it's originally refers to the Roma or Romani people. Yes. Depending on which Roma or Romani person you're speaking to, honestly. Yes, yes really. Um, but we, it, we don't want to get into all of the different... Back and forth about that. It's a yes. very contested one. Let's look forward to show notes. We'll probably stick an explanation yeah, in there. That's a great idea. Um, rather than us two white people who are not of the Roma or Romani people yes. telling you about it, we'll we'll find some good stuff for you to yes, look around. But with. just that's that's the title of the episode. We're probably not gonna say it again. In addition to this episode being a disaster from a public relations standpoint, it's also a disaster for Will, whose birthday it is. Yes. So Tess, why don't we get into the summary? Let's get into the summary. So the summary is Jack meets his icon, Cher, who has a cameo. Meanwhile, for Will's birthday, Grace sends him to a psychic, played by Cameron Manheim, whose prediction is more of a curse than a gift. And Karen frowns on Grace's new employee at the design firm. Okay, this episode in general has like too many things happening. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm just like looking at the description before we start watching it, and it's just so overstuffed. Oh my god, it's, it's got an A plot and a B plot and a C plot, and arguably like a bonus D plot at the like, end. It's literally just like fucking just like too many cooks. Okay, yeah, this is the too many cooks too of Will Grace episodes. Too many cooks. <laughs> too many cooks. Too many cooks. But it's There's all... too many cooks. <laughs> It's all built around uh, Will's birthday again. Which, yes. If you may remember, was previously in More of Winter. Yes. Because it was the Ice King episode. Yes, but I think that, and I don't remember exactly, but I feel like once upon a time on Mixcloud, we had a long conversation in the mm-hmm. like, comments about the potential that Will's yes. birthday could be like in November or something, yes. and that worked, so. Yeah, because this episode originally aired in... I think it was November. Yeah, this episode originally aired in November. Whereas the other one was like after the the mid season break it was like yes. the first episode back. Yeah. So in theory, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right, but so you know, with without climate change in November, it was cold. Do I need to go on my climate change rant? Okay, Al Gore, no. <laughs> um. So yeah, but so yeah, there's kind of like four different plots that are happening. We've got the Will's birthday and the psychic plot. We have right. Grace and her new employee plot. We have Jack and the Share doll plot, and then and again. Jack with meeting share plot. Meeting real share. Meeting real share. It all kicks off with the the waiter plot, though, so I think we should yes. start with that. Okay, so basically the premise is it's Will's birthday, they're out to dinner. Right. And their waiter is the worst. And So bad. He's so bad. He's, Tess loves the service industry I, and I, the people of the service industry. I have been a server for a long time, so I know how hard those jobs are. I really do. I have all of the sympathy for someone. I really, honest to God, do. I have no sympathy for this person. This person's an absolute jackass. Yeah. Just, like, over-the-top jackass. Like, a little bit unbelievable. Like, 
He's always bumping people. Yeah. He decides to tell Grace that there isn't a cappuccino. Yes. But then, like, he saves a bunch of people cappuccinos. Yeah. He brings Will's birthday cake, and it's a broccoli quiche. And it's not a cake. Yeah. I, I would have loved that the episode had gotten into that, and, like, there was actually a reason for him being an asshole. Oh, my God. Sorry. If you can hear that, we got the cat high for the occasion of this episode. Since She's being noisy. <laughs> Yeah. Since uh, weed is in the episode title, we let her have some catnip before we recorded, and apparently that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could have gotten high for the episode. We could have, but that would have required us to pu- procure weed. That is a lot of effort for us. We yeah. are very, very we are lame. so lame. Just so lame. We know some stoners though, so we maybe could have done it. I guess maybe the episode was trying to imply that the waiter was high. If we're like going backwards through the well, plot of the episode, maybe, but he's also drug dealing. Yeah, usually Wait. you're not supposed to dip into your own supply. I've they heard that on, I've, like, TV shows. I've heard that on The Wire. You're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Um, but, okay, so he's the worst waiter ever, and we have really no reason for it. So right. But Grace gets him fired. Yeah, so Grace gets fed up, and she complains to the management, and they get the meal comped, and then he's like, I just want to let you know we let that server go. And then she's immediately racked with guilt because she didn't intend to get him fired. She yeah. just wanted a free meal. I mean, I'll be honest. I guess if someone came over and told me that, like, my actually got a server fired, I would also be upset. Oh, I would feel really bad. But, like, in that level, like, why were you even employing that person? Like, if it's that bad, I would not feel as bad. I just feel like, I also, I just, because I know how hard it is to be a server, like, literally, you'd have to slap my face and call my mother a whore for me yeah. to, like, actually complain to the wait, to, yeah. like, the, the management about oh a server. My God. So, just so terrible. For no reason. Yeah. Was, but anyways, then Grace hires him, of course. Yeah, so Grace, this is Will and Grace, racked with guilt, decides to hire the, the waiter, Lenny, to be mm-hmm. her new office assistant. Spoiler, he's the worst. And he starts dealing drugs out of the office. Yeah, he starts to, uh, what, what did she say? Like, dealing dope out of the swatch room or whatever uh, the fuck? Uh, it wasn't dealing. It was, uh, was it was selling dope? Selling dope out of the swatch room. And then Karen Smoking is, drugs. Smoking drugs. <laughs> Just fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... It's a really thin plot line. It's mostly just kind of filler for the other plots, I yeah, feel like. it's really weird. It doesn't, like, I feel like that could have probably been cut. There's a whole long segment where the guy's like, the code word is ottoman. Yeah. But then, like, the kids who are coming in to get weed start saying the word to Grace. and Like, like she's going to give them. Dude, how are you not clear that you only talk to me about the weed? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, have they never bought drugs before? I mean, I've never bought drugs before, but I believe from my understanding that uh-huh. you only talk to the drug dealer. Right, like. Not. His employer. And he kind of, like, pointed them towards Grace. Yeah, that was weird. Like, the code word is ottoman. What is it the code word for? Is it pot? Is We'd all like to share an ottoman if we can. Yeah, like, is it heroin? Is it ecstasy? What also, was the drug it here? Was, it was pot. But the, why, why do they need that much pot for a party? Like, maybe, what is the code word? Maybe an ottoman was supposed to be an eighth. I was going to say, like, how much is an ottoman of pot? I think an ottoman is an eighth. That would <laughs> okay, make sense. That would make more sense. Is an eighth a lot? I don't know anything about it's drugs. It's an eighth method. of an ounce. It doesn't sound like that much. I mean, you don't need that much. It's, it's pot. I don't know anything about <laughs> drugs. Yeah, okay, baby. Don't touch my hair. It's so greasy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. I also thought... Liza, stop munching the carpet. You're so gay. <laughs> and high. I also thought the way that, like, she found out that they were dealing drugs was weird because, like, she broke a pencil and then one of the kids is like, oh, here, have this. And, and then hands her a joint. And then, like, she's, like, looking at it, like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then he, like, has a lighter, but not just, like, a lighter lighter, like, a candle lighter, like, yeah. the long kind. Yeah, I just, I mean, how are you that hot already going to buy weed <laughs> that you think, oh, 
the person who might sell me the booty broke a pencil. I'll hand her a joint to write with. I just like, mean, like, maybe it's like when you eat before you go to the grocery store so that you don't buy too many, like, too much food. Or, like, <laughs> even if she could have, like, like reached down to grab something and then picked up a joint. Right, like, that would have made more sense than the kid handing her a joint and then be like, oh, just and then, really like, weird, lighting it. Just really weird writing this episode. Let's see who wrote this. Uh, Katie Palmer. That's the name I recognize. I think I, she's I written other episodes. Her. Eliza, oh my god, you're so high. <laughs> she's just wandering around being high. Um, but okay, can I tell you a funny story about stoners and lighters, though? Yes. So my mother is a smoker. She smokes cigarettes, okay. not weed. And um, one time when I was about 13, we were driving home from Kohl's after a failed attempt to buy bathing suits. Okay. And she realized she'd forgotten her lighter at home, and she didn't have one of those push lighters in her car anymore. Right, right. And she was going through a complete nicotine fit, like, she looked absolutely oh, just, no. like, shaking. And so there's a Burger King outside of town where I grew up. Oh, we no. We pull over at the Burger King. My mom goes up to this group of, like, high school students being like, can I just, can you just, can I get a light? Like, I know you're smoking. Can I just get a light? <laughs> and they pull out this lighter that I, I, it's huge. Like, picture, uh, like, a DVD box set. It's, okay. like, that big, <laughs> but it's, like, a big lighter. And so they light it, and the flame is massive, and my mom, because she's, like, in a fit of, like, needing nicotine right now, lights her cigarette on it anyways. And I'm just, like, I'm 12. I'm in the car, and I'm like, Mom! <laughs> like, oh, God, Mom, they're so embarrassing! <laughs> wow, that's a beautiful image. Are you sure it wasn't just bigger because you were a small child, and you're very impressionable? I was the same height as I am now when I was 12. Okay, fair. I was. Fair point. So, anyways... I think that's weed. really all we have to say about the waiter plot line. It was weird and there was weed. Karen was there. She was upset that they fired the waiter once they, she realized she, he was selling pot. That she likes drugs. Yeah. I don't really imagine Karen is a stoner. She seems more like an oxy type of girl. I feel like she's experiments, you know? Yeah, that's good. Um, well, let's talk about the other part of the episode. Uh, so when Will's at his birthday party, he gets gifts. Yes. One of them is good. It's from Grace. It's for a psychic for okay. some reason. I know that buying gifts for your friends is hard, but don't ever buy them a gift card to see a psychic. I'm buying you a gift card to see a psychic for your next birthday. I would actually think that was funny because I hate getting birthday gifts, but Mm. I would go. I would send you to that tarot card reader in Milwaukee. I have ever told you about my favorite psychic. No. I have a favorite psychic. uh, Their office is on State Street in Madison. Okay. And it says uh, on the sign, like, I can see the future. Call for an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like... Um, huh. hmm, it's hmm. weird that you gotta call it a man. I feel like if you're gonna be a psychic, you can only take walk-ins. You'd be like, you know, what? I just I have to know that they're I knew coming. You were coming. Yeah, <laughs> you have to really lean into that. But no, I should send you to the tarot card reader who's semi-internet famous, who just happens to live in Milwaukee and like is doing this innovative tarot blogging. And then like Milwaukee Magazine ran a story on her recently. Very exciting. That's that's cool. In the the tarot community. I bought you a set of tarot cards for one of your birthdays recently mm-hmm. because you were writing a urban fantasy novel that involved tarot. Yeah. I still think if I write that, it has to be a graphic novel. Did you ever decide if you were going to call that one character Ethan or Evan? I didn't. Oh, weird. Anyways. <laughs> um, but anyways, we'll go to a psychic. And um, It's predictably as bad as you think it's going to be. And But uh, the psychic is played by Cameron Manheim, who we were like, why do we know her? She's been in like everything. Yeah. She was uh, the matchmaker on How I Met Your Mother. Yes. She's been in Law and Order. Yep. Um, she's just been in a lot of stuff. And she's apparently fluent in American Sign Language, and mm-hmm. she was in the Deaf West production of Spring Awakening. Spring Awakening. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, she I would did love the voice to see of, uh, who did she do the voice the of? The Adult Women. Yes, the Adult Women. Yes. So that's very so cool. So Marley Matlin. Yeah. 
So, but she's the psychic and she's fantastic. I love everything about her. She's just got this like fun, bubbly energy. She like yells at her dogs. She's very barky dogs in the other room. And she's like, I just need an hour. But, um, they do the classic TV psychic thing where, spoiler alert, even though psychics are in real life bullshit. Yes. Uh, in this show, she is actually psychic. Ish. Yes. But like, it's in the way where like. It sounds like she's wrong because like Will and Grace does a thing where like she quote thinks he's straight, so she's like, "Oh, someone close to you will go on a trip, and there's I'm seeing China and uh, a strawberry blonde that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with. You'll be reunited. You thought you'd spend the rest of your life with her, and he's like, yes. wait, her? Yeah. Here's a tip. I'm gay. <laughs> so yeah, he storms out. He doesn't tip her, which rude. And but uh, then. Being a TV psychic, everything she says comes true in an unexpected way. Yeah, so he comes home. Grace, the person close to him, trips and breaks a box of her grandmother's china. And then he finds out there's a box from his mother, and he opens the box, and in it is the collar of his old dog, Daisy, who who is is a strawberry strawberry blonde. blonde. Oh, puppy. Wow, that was really good. We were very in sync there. But anyway, she's dead, and he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with her. That's sad. I... I have a strawberry blonde dog as well. And Aww. I love him. You're popper. No, Seamus. Yeah. He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, Will's back in the psychic's office. Yes. So then, like, immediately. You know, like, the next scene is him, like, because she asked for, like, a personal item, like, a wallet or keys to hold. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's, like, throwing his keys at her, but, my love life, go! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I think, I think this is definitely the strongest plot in the episode. Yes. Because then she starts talking about his love life, and through a series of. <laughs> Quasi mystical phrases. We end up on. She keeps going. I see your name. It starts with a J. Just, Just J. J. And, and keeps... they keep doing this thing with their hands where they put them around their face, like the Just like the Just Jack, Jack hands. And then eventually she's like, "No, wait, I've got it. It's Jack. It's just Jack." <laughs> and then like Will like dies inside, and like his boner shrivels up, and it's <laughs> terrible. Oh, uh, so then Will goes the entire rest of the episode thinking that he and Jack are going to have to get married. And he's like freaking the fuck out. It's so great. It is really funny. You see Jack in a wedding dress at one point. Oh my God. So- holding the chair down. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, okay. So Will comes home from seeing the psychic and Jack is like in his apartment because he was apparently using Will's tub, you know, right. normal things. His and he's like in this like kimono looking thing with like a, a, a shower cap on his head. <laughs> and he's just like... Just being his normal Jack self, and he's talking to right. Will. Right, he's not doing anything out of the ordinary for no. Jack. No, and, and, like, Will is, like, kind of, like, freaked out. And yep. so, like, Jack is like, oh, is your suit new? Oh, that looks good. And he kind of just, like, like gently, like... Traces his body. Jokingly, like, traces his body. But, like, it's not that out of character for Jack to do that if he was like, oh, you're looking good. Right. But Will is like, oh, I'm not having sex with you! And then Jack says my favorite thing that ever happened was he, like, puts his hands over his mouth. He's like, oh, honey... No, that wasn't sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like starts to like explain what gay sex is. And I just, it's funny because the and I think the show is really interesting for this. It never actually entertains the idea that Will and Jack would be compatible sexual partners. Yes, no, they both seem very like not into it. Yeah, and it's not even like one sided. Like immediately, both of them are like, oh no, yeah. And so they start basically discussing the fact that like they can't ever make this work but they're trying to say how they would make it work. right 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 and so jack is like well if we were going to make this work like I, I need my own apartment right and i need to have my own boyfriends yes and um then will's like well what about grace and he's like oh no you get custody of her <laughs> and then 
And then he's like, but, you know, my career comes first, so, like, you might need to support me. <laughs> and then they're, so, like, Will is like, okay, so you're going to live across the hall, and we'll each have our own boyfriends, and Grace is my roommate, and I'm going to support you. And then Jack is like, oh, huh, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's it's cute because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, it's not who Will wanted to find out about yes. in his love life. But in a very real sense, like the psychic is right. This is someone who will will spend the rest of his life, and with. he's gonna spend the rest of his life with him, mm-hmm. financially supporting him from across the hall. Yes. Um, and I think that's kind of cute. Yeah, because the show that. is all about friendship, anyways. I feel like if there were real psychics in the world, you would go to a psychic and find out things about me and your dead cat. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. As like, yeah, I can definitely say that you and a dead cat are like my top priorities. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the next plot line. Share! Okay, so the whole thing starts because Jack gets Will a share doll for his birthday. (laughs) And Will is like, what the hell would I want with a share doll? And then Jack is like, yay! And so then Will gives the share doll back. And Jack is like, I knew you wouldn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a Jack way to give a present. I know. To give someone a present that he wants. Yes. But it's, it's first of all, on a, on a meta-textual level, I think the Share Doll is a fascinating bit of, not TV history, but, like, it's interesting because it's, it's product placement, but at the same time, it's not product placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it sounds like, from what you were researching, like, yeah. the idea for the episode came before they were aware that Mattel was actually about to make a Share Doll. Yes, from, and I, I read this before in anecdotal Will and Grace researching, that they had the idea of an episode where... Jack was obsessed with Cher, and like there was going to be a Cher doll or some other kind of Cher thing. Mm-hmm. And by coincidence, Mattel was already working on a Cher doll. Because reasons, I guess. Mich- uh, so they got like a super expensive prototype to use in the episode. Yeah, it- and then Mattel made a bajillion dollars off of it. Yeah, so corporate synergy. Yay! Everybody wins! Capitalism. Capitalism. Uh, it's a cool doll. It is a cool doll. My mom it's actually... It's literally like a share Barbie. Yeah, my mom actually works for Barbie Collector as part of her job at um, American Girl. And they do do a lot of dolls that are like based on celebrities like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do they have one for like, uh, who would be the today's pop icon? Uh, um, Demi Lovato. I don't think Demi Lovato is really today's pop icon, but yes. For the gays... Oh, yeah, for the gays, yeah, for sure. Sorry, I didn't, I thought you were talking about, like... I'm going to revoke your queer card. No, give it back, I need that! Fine. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just mean, I'm not actually a gay man. I don't know who the gays are into. I, I mean, like, you are a little are, bit. That means they're still listening to Robin. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that is confusing, I guess. I keep dancing on my own. Is that even her? Yes. Okay, thank God. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Remember? Dear God. Save us from the bisexual mind. So confused. So lost. So indecisive. <laughs> um, okay, so Jack is obsessive with this share doll, though. Yeah, it's kind of a fun, like, little... It's it's easily more fun than the actual B-plot. Yeah. Which is Kate Grace's. Because he's, like, bringing it everywhere. He, like, opens doors and, like, pops Cher's head in first. And, like, yes. does this whole... His share impression is the worst it's share the, impression. He's, it's he's so bad. He just does, like, the share voice, and it's, like, fine, fine, fine. And he's, like... Ooh, like, and then he, like, gets end. into, like, almost Elvis areas of, like... He goes, he starts with Cher, and then he ends with Elvis motorboating someone. <laughs> he ends with Elvis motorboating Cher. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> true. It's probably true. So, um... That's gonna happen in heaven. I think we all know that. Cher's never gonna die. Good point. 
headline tomorrow, Cher dead. Oh my God. I would be so upset if we killed Cher. If we, we've killed a few people, like, not like, <laughs> <laughs> not like intentionally, but we have had conversations before where we're like, oh God, isn't it so weird that Michael Jackson's still alive? And then it's like, Michael Jackson dead. And we're like, shit. <laughs> and then we're like, oh no, we're really going to bring down the mood in this Chili's. <laughs> We were in Chili's together when we found out Michael Jackson. Died. My dad texted me. Yeah. What a what a bit of yesteryear when your father, who is not tech savvy, has to alert you that someone's dead instead of your phone. <laughs> what a dark time. Dark, dark times. In the time that we've been recording this podcast, I've probably gotten at least one news alert about Donald Trump. Probably. I've had to disable those on my phone because they make me angry. <laughs> like I got one more about James Comey, and I'm like, fucking quit. No, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Cher, it's really funny and clever. It's very funny, and it's then something very Jack to have a Cher doll that he then like falls in love with, and, and like is weird. Takes to restaurants and like in the kicker of the episode, like they wait an hour for a table for four, oh my God. and it's... Cher is in a fucking booster seat. Yes, okay, so he brings the Cher doll there. They waited an hour for a table for four. Cher's in a booster seat. And he wanted a table in the back so that she wouldn't have to deal with, like, the masses or whatever the yeah. fuck. And, and like, like, Will and Grace are done, so then they They're leave. so done, so they just, even though they waited an hour, they just get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And this is when the kicker happens. Real share. Real share is in I, this restaurant. I do think it's funny because clearly Real Share also wanted a table in the back so there weren't any gawkers. Yes. So, <laughs> Real Share is there. She sees the doll and she tells Jack to get a life. <laughs> and he looks at her and goes... I don't need to take advice from a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> I think this appearance is so great. Not just because, like, Cher is a cultural icon. Yes. And, like, getting her was clearly from a, a meta perspective, like, a huge get for the show that probably got it a lot of press and a mm-hmm. lot of um, more viewers. Yeah. But Cher just looks so fucking happy to be there. She really does. Like, she's like, not... She just seems genuinely, like, pleased that she's on this show. Like, she's not even acting as much as she is. Like, she's saying lines and smiling about it. She really is. She seems, like, even though, like, the whole plot with her and Jack is her supposed to be, like, kind of, like, making fun of Jack for thinking and, she's And, like, mad at Cher. him for, like... She's, like, smiling so fucking wide the whole time. And yeah. maybe that's just how her face is. Yeah, that might be a that might be a face thing. But, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. I like it. It's good. <laughs> Cher is there. So, basically, the whole thing turns into this conversation where Jack doesn't think Cher is Cher. Right. And he's like, which is so great. So Cher, it's like the Charlie Chaplin contest. Yeah. So Cher like walks away disgusted and comes back and like decides to sing at Jack to uh-huh. prove that she is Cher. So she sings a little bit of "If I Could Turn Back Time," and Jack is like, "If I Could Turn Back Time," and then Jack is like, "No, that's not how you do it." And then he's like, <laughs> "If I Could Turn Back Time," you know the thing at the bottom where he does like, <laughs> "I can't even. I can't have a low register. I'm sorry." Is it If I Could Turn Back Time? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, now I'm just worried that that's my favorite Cher song and I'm just overselling it No, that's the, the one they used. Okay, I was I wrote it down. Um, either that one or uh, Believe. Believe is great. Although, Do believe love after love. Okay, so my Cher impression is not great, but it is acoustic. I, um, when I was a child, first heard that song. Yes, darling. In my uncle's car. Ooh. And um, I thought it was sung by a man. Honey, I get that all the time. <laughs> My share is a little Elvisy. Your share is a little Elvisy, but I think that's okay. Um, and we couldn't get Chad Michaels on the show, so no, you cannot get Chad Michaels. If you are to wear Chad Michaels, is a drag queen famous for his share impression? I don't know he, if Chad Michaels was famous for his share impression at the time of this episode, well, he's, though. I don't know. Not that Chad Michaels was the first drag queen to do share, right? Of course, share is obviously. He became famous later after appearing on RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars as. 
Now, I think Chad Michaels does a better share than Cher. I think he does a better share than Jack. Fair. <laughs> um, but, okay, so anyways, the whole thing kind of, like, culminates with uh, Cher, like, kind of, like, slapping Jack. <laughs> and, like... And then, then Jack realizes And then it. Jack, like, realizes that that was for real IRL Cher, <laughs> who just sang at him, and he didn't believe her, and then he faints. He did not believe in life after love. He did not. So, it's... So, props to Cher for showing up. I just really appreciated that Cher was, like, so game. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're... Just, Although, I have heard that she kind of just flew in and flew out of that scene. I mean, that makes total sense. She's only in the one scene, but... Like, I think Megan Malai has been quoted in recent years as saying, like, yeah, I barely even met Cher, because, like, I wasn't in that scene, and, mm-hmm. like, she was literally there for a couple hours. <laughs> But that's so cool. Like, I mean, like, the fact that clearly she's aware that, like, the people who are making the show and the people who watch the show are fans of hers. And yeah. She, even to, like, devote an hour to just, like, fly in and fly out, like, yeah. is, is really great. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. So way to be, Cher. Yeah. Proud of you. All right. Um, I think that's all we have for the episode. Yeah, I think that's um, The only thing we have left is to say goodbye to our podcasting home for the last... 50-odd episodes. So we, in our current apartment that we presently live in, have had a parlor that we've mostly used for storage and Mm -hmm. podcasting, and we're not going to have that in the new apartment. Yeah. We are going to have another area. Yeah, right now we're sitting here, and it's got a bunch of boxes. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll take a picture and put it up on Facebook. It's kind of sad. Yeah. So this is the last one that we're doing in this apartment. So as we mentioned before, we found a really great episode to go out on before you go on hiatus. Yes. So we're going to take a week off. Yep. So we're literally moving. You can listen to share videos or listen to me doing my share impression on repeat. Mm-hmm. It's it's not good. I recommend the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode with mm-hmm. a brand new place to record it. Yep. And hopefully we will not want to kill each other after having moved by then. Hopefully not. Because that's at least 30% of the reason we're not doing a podcast next week. <laughs> uh, the other 15% is uh, because our parents will be there. You know that 30 plus 15 is less than 100. I mean, yes, but the other the other part of that is just that we're literally physically moving. And oh, right, right. involve a lot of grunting and sweating. <laughs> okay, I see. Yes, but at least 15% of that is also the fact that our parents will be helping us move. Yeah. And um, while my mom likes Will and Grace, I don't think that they want to be on the podcast with us. Probably not. That's disappointing, though. Maybe for the next uh, Bobby Adler episode, you can meet your mom. Maybe. My mom really, she, she, God love her. She literally told me that she's listened to a few episodes, but she wished that, like, you could watch the episodes and then listen to us talk. And I'm like. Us too. I'm like, yeah, we want it on Netflix. We agree. So fingers crossed. Maybe in the Maybe while we're gone, it'll go on Netflix. And then we'll do a special, like, 15-minute live episode. Of us just screaming. Of us just screaming, yeah. So if you if you want that, call Netflix and tell them to get Will and Grace up. Yep. I feel like it has to be coming, right? At least, or at least on Hulu. Yeah, someone needs to be doing it, especially with the new episodes coming out. Like it's really foolish. It's very silly that they haven't done it. But it needs to happen. Anyways, tell your friends, but only if your friends are at NBC uh-huh. or Hulu. Yeah, just tell, if, you're, if they're not, don't tell bother. Tell someone important. <laughs> March into the NBC offices and threaten to kiss a man on the L. Rucker show <laughs> if they don't do it. Make it a woman if you're a woman. Yeah. It probably has to be edgier than that, though. Uh, make out with... The... Al Roker. Al Roker, yeah! yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, if you want to know more about us, here's where you can find us on all of our social media platforms. Our main platform is Twitter. You can find us there at NotACoupleShow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email at NotACouplePodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Mixcloud, Tumblr, 
Facebook. I said Facebook already. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but we're also... We're on Medium. Yes. Our show notes are on Medium. We've got so many places we can't keep track of them all. There's a lot of places. Basically, just Google not a couple. And then when that doesn't work, Google not a couple Will and Grace. Yes. And then you should probably find us. We're there. I think. Hopefully. Yep. Gotta pay those Google machines to raise our, our search results. Someday. Someday we'll be able to do search engine optimization. <laughs> all right. Um... I guess that's it. That's it. Well, goodbye, apartment. Goodbye, apartment. And and goodbye for now, listeners. Yes. Uh, we hope that you believe in life after love, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one very high cat. Yeah. Stop smoking them drugs, Eliza. This episode was brought to you by Cher. Cher's so great. Just Cher. Cher's amazing. Yay. We love Cher. Cher.